0: Welcome to the Leaders Who Care, a podcast powered by Dynamics Group. We are here to give the stage and support to those committed to create a positive and lasting impact way beyond the profits and margins, the leaders of the world who care for others and serve a bigger purpose. Join us on the journey of creating a better, more caring world. And now to your host, Marian Temelkov.
1: Hello, everyone. And I've had the privilege to welcome Natalie Turner today. And Natalie, uh, I'm so glad that you're joining us today. Um, I say good morning Europe, uh, Africa, good afternoon Asia, and uh, hello Americas. <laughs> and um, Natalie, welcome. Uh, where Thank are you, you joining us from?
2: I'm joining you from the beautiful island of Penang, which is just off the northwestern coast of Malaysia. And I actually live on the beach, I'm not literally on the beach, but I can over, overlook the sea.
1: <laughs> oh, this is such a kind of, you're painting such a beautiful picture right now, especially for those of us who cannot go on holiday.
2: <laughs> no. It seems
1: like you you know, how did you make that choice? How did you end up where you are?
2: Wow, <laughs> that's a long journey. But well, in a nutshell, um, I, I'm from the UK, but I left back in 2010. Um, obviously the big global recession was happening around that point and looking for new opportunities and went to Singapore. And I lived in Singapore for a couple of years, set up a business, set up the business that I had in England, in Singapore, which I still have and lived in Singapore for a few years and then moved to Malaysia, uh, where I've been living now for the last eight years.
1: Wow. Uh, And Natalie, tell us a little bit more about, uh, what do you do, um, I obviously uh, know some of the great things you're doing, but for those of uh, for the audience that doesn't know you, just a brief introduction about your um, activities. And very excited to hear about the inventions and really the, the six eye innovations is something very interesting to hear about. But yeah, I'll let you share a little bit about your business and what do you actually do today.
2: Sure, great. Um, well, the area, the domains I suppose that I really specialize in are around innovation and creativity and leadership development. they're They're the two domains. And my sort of my career path has been very much either in corporate innovation, uh, working as an innovation director, or in consultancies, working you know, with organizations to help them innovate and also in research and development Mm -hmm. around new new products and services. So I set up my own business back in 2006 in London Mm -hmm. to really bring together not just what we innovate, whether it might be new products or services, but how we innovate, the processes, the people, the skills, the capabilities, and why we innovate, the purpose that really drives what we're looking to create. So the work that really that I focus on is, central to it is a model that i've invented that you've just mentioned called the six eyes of innovation and over the years we have developed this up and it's now become a suite of services including different training programs and consultancy services as well as actually right now i'm working on a new video program um to, to bring it all to life uh, so that I can actually bring it out further into the world. And we also train other people to be practitioners in the six I so that they can then work with their organizations or their clients to help them build, as I say, not just focusing on the what, but more how you build the sustainable ways of working and the processes and the people skills and the leadership to to really drive and cultivate more purpose-driven innovation
1: amazing uh now you get me started about uh probably you'll take you know quite a bit of a you know but i'd like to go a little bit deeper and uh, uh, what inspired you to do that uh, Mm.
2: well i think it was years of working in this sector i realized that a lot of the big challenges are not so much about us getting ideas Um, I think actually we're a lot more creative than we think we are, even people who don't think they're creative. I think there is a lot of creativity in us as people. We're naturally creative. Um, But the problem largely comes in actually taking something that is a concept or an idea and really getting some momentum, some drive, some leverage behind it to make it work. And it, that's a lot more mm. complex than just being creative. It requires all different types of skills. Um, it requires different types of people, um, capabilities, cultural environments, leadership, to make it work. And I found that there weren't many models, really, that helped to, to really encapsulate all these layers that we need to be able to be more successful at getting our idea, giving our ideas a real chance, if mm. you like, On the journey from moving from from paper or concept right through to becoming real. Uh, So that really was my inspiration. And I I was really looking also for profiling instruments that would help individuals understand their strengths. Um, You know, if they are quite creative, I call them igniters, you know, the types of people that are generating lots and lots of you know new ideas. But there are other types of profiles that we need. To be able to, to help ideas work and it even mm-hmm. goes before the the idea, idea generation stage. It's to so that identify stage as well, if you like, what I call the identifiers, the so people who can spot opportunities. So I developed a whole profiling suite of mm-hmm. instruments based mm-hmm. in research on people's skill sets to help them understand their strengths so that they can really play to their strengths but not at the expense of what their ideas might need you know where do they need other types of people to help them get their ideas to work
1: amazing um, I'm familiar with a, a tool that we, we use called strength finder Ooh. that is uh, obviously focused on uh, helping people find their strengths or realizing what their strengths are and instead of trying to improve their weaknesses which according to their concept is uh, the top five strengths um, that you have represent like 80% of your capacity. So instead, and there are 29 strengths are about the rest of 20%. So even if you improve your weaknesses, if they're 1% of your capacity, then they'll, they'll get to 2% at, at most. But if you improve your strengths, you know, you can be, I can have a significant impact in that. So it's great that you're focusing on strengths rather than weaknesses. Yes. Um, for yes, instance, it's like the
2: strengths finder of, for innovation, <laughs> if you like. An, yeah.
1: Amazing, because when people realize their strengths, then they can obviously start to think, how huh, what are, what other are strengths are missing, perhaps, yeah, and absolutely. maybe start to to kind of uh, go go down. You, you know, I'm really curious, and for the audience as well, just to share a few words of the six eyes. You know, something that you can. Uh, summarize and, and probably, any, even if I want to highlight one of the tools like you just did, well, that'll mm. be great. You know how how does how does it work and and um, you know maybe just some whatever you feel is appropriate to share about. Uh, and of course, we encourage them to take a deeper look if they're interested.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So the six eyes—it's a circular model um, mm. rather than you know do step one, step two, step three, because obviously when we're trying to get new ideas into the world, we go backwards and forwards where we're having to learn a lot because we may not have done what we're doing before. So I, I, it's, it's a circle, but it circles in circles. So the six eyes are identify with the mindset of curiosity, ignite with the mindset of creativity, investigate with the mindset of critical thinking, Invest with the mindset of courage, implement with the mindset of commitment, and improve with the mindset of being clever. So they're the Mm -hmm. six eyes that are sort of around the edges of the circle, if you like. Mm -hmm. And then central to the whole of the model is purpose. Why? You know, why are we trying to do what we're trying to do to what end? What is the value we want to create? for ourselves, for the world, for, for others. And then the, I have two little interlocking triangles that, map, that, that come out of purpose and marry each of the eyes. And the inner triangle is all around culture and environment. Mm-hmm. And the outer triangle is all around process. So the the philosophy is, if you like, is that if we're going to build this culture of innovation that a lot of organizations talk about, it's not actually just one culture that you need. You need these interlocking um, environments that stimulate creativity for Ignite, but also for commitment for implement or for courage for invest. So it's very much about um, looking at, you know, how do you build and reinforce an environment that really plays to the strengths of people so that they can actually contribute their best selves in the workplace to what they're trying to do. So that's the sort of, you know, the mechanics, if you like, of of the model.
1: Amazing. Wow. Now, this is uh, very inspirational to hear that, you know, you're thinking of and how you bring purpose, how do you interconnect? uh, You know, you've just highlighted a lot of the Elements that are essential if you want to build something um, with purpose, but also could could become extraordinary in many ways. You know, if it's if you that's something really that you deploy that, and it's something at your heart. Um, I mean, in terms of um, looking at obviously your um, uh, motivation and Natalie, and, and uh, at this stage you've been you've seen a lot. Um, what are the things that excites you at this moment in time? You know, what are the, you know, what do you dream of in other words?
2: Wow. Well, it's been a, fa- a fa- I was going to say a fantastic year, but fantastic in the broadest sense, isn't it? Um, I think what I'm excited about right now, you know, you know, we're at the end of 2020, aren't we? Is that, you know, I've been working in this field of innovation for many, many years. And, you know, in some ways it's been quite a, a difficult, um, area to really get a lot of people to understand just how important it is. It's like mm-hmm. it, it's it's been relegated. It's something, oh, we will be innovative when we've got the time. You know, we've just got to get on with the job right now. So there's all this, this sort of dualism and a disconnect between innovating in, in whatever you're doing and innovating maybe for more sort of radical type of stuff that might be coming down the way. And I think what's exciting right now is, and quite daunting in many ways too, is that we, our whole world is shifting, and and so there's huge cracks appearing everywhere in all our systems, the ways we've worked, our politics, our economics. You know, from the grandest things right down to you know ways of working and collaborating and doing things. So, we're in a huge age now of of creative disruption, even more than what we were in the past. And I think, you know, we, we could look at that and think, oh, my God, when are we going back to normal, you know, but I think actually, if we reframe that and think this is a new and extraordinary time that we now live in, and we need now more than ever, actually, capabilities and skills and leadership that will lead purpose driven innovation, not just for profit or performance, but for the planet and for people. And I think that This is really our time. I think this is the time to really have that voice and bring in these tools, these capabilities, these these maps to help people navigate the uncertainty because that is it. It's going to be an uncertain world. And it is an uncertain world. And we've all been talking about it, but now we're living it. And we might well look at that and think, oh, God, this is, you know, the, the ground is really shaking beneath our feet. But at the same time, it can be a time of a huge and immense renewal and inspiration and you know a, and a new a new opportunity and possibility for for our lives collectively on this planet which i think is very exciting
1: i, I strongly believe that uh with despite the extraordinary losses we're having in in this midst of corona um the world is designed and the universe that it's one is a huge loss it, it had days you know uh, do, to balance itself out there's a huge amount of uh, goodness that is coming out uh, oh. you know our way and and of course some of it is innovations you know the, how to embrace it and i and i always believe this leadership is about uh, being certain in, in uncertain times being able to kind of provide this um guidance and confidence so people can can feel that and and, uh, really embrace it. You talk about innovations and someone said to me, and and purpose, you know, these are two important topics that I just want to kind of thought for a moment is a close link. Um, Because often as parents and, you know, going back to our old beliefs and old way of doing things, uh, we believe that um, we want our children to do um, different things or become engineers or doctors but in fact, um, we may not pay attention to what they really more, uh, want and what they, their higher purpose may be. So, uh, you know, they can become a doctor, but they'll never be extraordinary doctor. They will be, you know, um, okay doctor, you know, that's, and because they may not like to do that. But if they have purpose and they love what they do, that's when I believe innovations are coming. That's when the breakthrough is coming because they can go beyond what has been done and do things that never been done before and you know, have a positive impact to the world. Um, do you think there's such a correlation between purpose and innovation?
2: Uh, well, I think that absolutely there should be. I don't think there always is or always has been. I think a lot of what we hmm. see as innovation or innov- innovation outcomes is not necessarily coming. If, if we think of purpose, I mean, we have to sort of unpack what that even means, I think. Um, if we say purpose driven innovation, in my mind, and my philosophy, what that means is that I'm taking into account the bigger impact, the bigger, hopefully positive impact, the things that I create or help to create will have on, on a bigger purpose, whether it's planet and environment and sustainability mm-hmm. or people, how we live, how we work. And also the performance of our own organizations, our teams. So that's what I mean by purpose, what I call big purpose, if you like. And then I think there's the the smaller purpose could be more, well, what am I working on right now that fits in? And how does that thread up to this big purpose? And then there's also my purpose, as in who am I? And I think that plays to what you're saying there. There's something when we tap into the deeper aspect of who we are and our gifts and our talents and our skills and and our motivations, our personality, even we can even we can flourish more. You know, it's like we can give more out of that well of who we are rather than trying to conform to a picture. Particular way of being that may have been taught us, or where we might have been squashed into in our jobs, or whatever it might be. So, I think you know, when if we unpack the levels and layers of purpose and have this thread, this golden thread, if you like, running mm-hmm. up from who we are to what we do to why we do it at the highest level. Then we have far more energy, you know, for life. You know, to get up in the morning and to do the things that we've got to do, and hopefully we have that sense of direction in our life mm-hmm. that it's not we're not we're not just random, you know, doing whatever we're doing. But there's there is this sort of uh, this sense of you know a, the creative impulse that's in us all to mm-hmm. to really bring forth who we are in the world in in how we work.
1: Amazing. And Natalie, you know, we you talk about all these innovations and uh, how does care come into play for you? Um, mm-hmm. How do you care about yourself, about others? You know, and, and it's just curious to see because if, if you've been able to come up with these ideas and, and also deploy them in many ways, that takes a lot of effort and courage. But also, I'm sure there's a lot of things that people don't see. And this is what I'm interested to find out. What are the things that made a profound difference, you know, to get to where you are and 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 how that care came into play?
2: Mm. yeah, I think I think that's a great question. And one of the other areas that I actually do a lot of work in around more around uh, around leadership is how do we build the mm-hmm. grounded strength that we need in order to be, able to materialize that which is our vision, you know, wherever, whatever that may be. And I think, you know, from what, what I see with a lot of leadership is that, you know, people are running around, uh, metaphorically now, uh, mm-hmm. running around, we're, we're, we're sort of caught up in the hands mm-hmm. of operations and and just doing whatever we need to do. And we spend very, very little time in reflection. Very little time in self awareness and mindfulness. Now, these things are growing, obviously. I think they have to grow, particularly now because we all need it. So, I've spent many, many years doing deep personal inner work, you know, spending time really getting to know who am I, you know, Mm -hmm. what am I about. Um, And I have built certain rituals and rhythms in my life to care for me because mm. i realize if i don't do that how am i going to show up in the world with strength with conviction with passion with direction for other people you know it, you know you, we can't be running on half full tanks of energy we we need to have this fullness in ourselves to be able to show up and to live our live our lives um, mm. and to be able to care for others as well and if we're depleted if our energy gets so depleted, we aren't able to do that. So so the way that I care for myself, I have a number of different rhythms and, and rituals, if you like. I'm a meditator. Meditation's been part of my life for many, many, many years. Um, it's the first thing I do in the morning. It's the first thing I do. You know, I get up up past 5, quarter to 6 in the morning, and I, I go in it's still dark and I, I go into that place of meditation why do i do that i don't just do that just because it's like um and ah i do it because it helps me to be in a place where i can actually watch my thoughts i i, I don't have to become so wrapped up in it i can mm-hmm. detach in a way and i can i can see i can see my own sort of thought patterns if you like and my and emo- my emotional reactions so I start my day with that. I'm also a practitioner of Qigong. Qigong mm-hmm. means energy work. Um, and I've been practicing that since actually moving to Asia. I I found, I discovered it in Asia. You can see a lot of what well, used to be, obviously, when you could go to the parks. Not a lot of the older people practicing in the parks, like Tai Chi. It's, it's very similar to Tai Chi, but a little bit faster. But uh, Qigong is fantastic, because it really actually builds your body system with the energy it needs to turn up so that's a way of caring Um, i also journal so i do a lot of reflective practice through journaling Um, i exercise every day and that's great that's also a good stress buster the latest my latest thing is battle ropes which you know you just like hit these ropes on the floor and that's great to just really get your energy going in the morning but also get out any old energy Um, And so I do these types of things to really care for myself, eating well, sleeping well, really thinking about those aspects of care.
1: Wonderful. You know, you've tapped onto quite a few ones here. And and this is great because this is exactly what we want to, you know, see. And you're absolutely right that it's, it's our responsibility to fill our cups, to show that that uh, you cannot give something that you don't have that's what i believe in and if you don't have that fullness in yourself that kind of really passion people you can't give it to anyone you can't inspire many you know By by you know just not so so i think what you said deep work you know with yourself um i think with more reflection these times that we are more at home um often can be a, such a great time to reflect on to start thinking it, hey what do I like I've never thought about you know because we are often in old beliefs is hey whatever you do you need to get on with it yeah. it just uh I, and that's fine but question hey maybe there's something else I can be better at and and you know find that kind of thing that really excites you deep down um and now touching to some of the you mentioned Qigong for example uh, is that where I've seen, uh, people in the park and they do this kind of uh, precise movements you know like uh, and you know I often see that uh, when I've been in China or even sometimes here in Europe uh, um, is that you know is that what what you refer to or
2: uh... yeah. yeah so yes yeah, so, so in the parks there may well be gong practitioners or groups um, but a, a lot more over here, anyway. In Asia, you see more Tai Chi um, and other other forms of of um, martial arts as well. But Qigong, it, in in Chinese, it means energy work. If you or to be skillful with energy. So if we think of our bodies and our system, everything around us is energy. Yeah? I mean, it's all energy. We are full of energy and positive energy, negative energy. I mean, it's all it's all energetic. So. So what Qigong allows you to do is to really integrate your head, your heart, and your body um, so that you can actually live with a better flow of energy. Um, so you can so from a leadership perspective or from a work perspective, you you turn up more grounded, more solid. You know, you, you're able to breathe better. Breath is so important, obviously, in this as well. Yeah, and it, this year has been interesting because of COVID. The uh, my qigong practice, I've I've gone up even more the amount of time I do it, because I find that it really helps to build my immunity too, and, wow. and help me feel more protected, if if you like. Uh, so yeah, so, so qigong is is the one that I've found that suits me. I'm a very action orientated person, and I'm just like let's just get on with it, let's just do it, you know, make it happen. So Qigong slows me down and enables me to just be present. um, Not just a mind presence. So meditation for me is still quite cognitive, but Qigong is a physical thing. You know, you're working with your body system and your heart as well, because sometimes our feelings. Can just get stamped out of the way too and we're not really in touch with how we're feeling so mm-hmm. that enabled me to live more fully in my head heart and body and i find that very useful for caring for myself and then enables me to help care for others
1: amazing and um what uh, what do you do for us how, how do you take care of others natalie you know what are the kind of things that you know gives you this energy and motivation when you do that
2: yeah, I think the well the way I care for others in my work is very much being present to people. I do a lot of coaching work, um, and obviously this year it's all virtual, uh, and, and which I find works really, really well. I found that in in that space of holding that space for other people, and a lot of people are going through a lot of stuff right now, as we all we all are, to be that listener to be that um, person that is non-judgmental to another human being. And you know, even that alone is quite a gift to people, because a lot of people don't have a space to be able mm-hmm. to really say, this is what I'm going through, and this is you know, my challenges that I'm facing. So I feel in my work, I'm able to really give that and hold that for people's transformation, for their development. Um, so, so within the work, um, I think I do have a lot of care. I think also in the in the field of innovation and creativity, I think a lot of my gifts are around inspiring people. Mm-hmm. Um, and inspiration, you know, is an energy. It's to inspire. It's again about breath. And if you've got if you're able to inspire others, they elevate. They feel better about themselves. Mm-hmm. They feel more alive. And uh, that's a very important part of of how I care for others. And I think, you know, just generally in life and in friendships with people, it's being there for people, you know, it's getting on, getting on a call with people whether it's family or friends and, and just showing up and and being there uh, for them in whatever they're going through. And they back to you. So it's, it's, it's always wonderful how reciprocal it can be.
1: I love it. You know, when you, you said something very important presence, uh, in our world it's not very often that we see and have that kind of presence conversation fully immersed into something that you 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 basically pay attention because often we have thoughts and and worries that go on the back of our mind or even technology is, is reached a point where the new generation is um have a very short life span and even see even the videos that are coming up they've the kind of constant changes coming in that video, which they basically want a very quick um, immediate gratification, which is, you know, keeping it difficult to hold attention. They say that um, the, we- the new wealth is the attention. Mm-hmm. Someone giving you your attention. That's why the technologies are fighting for. Have you noticed maybe you have a conversation with uh, a friend of yours and suddenly a message comes in and so the attention is taken away from, from that. So, you know, when you actually have that full presence and you give someone your undivided attention is, is a a precious, very precious thing. So thank you for for sharing this because, you know, saying being present nowadays and in the future is going to become one of the greatest uh, gifts you can give someone. It's, um, it's wealth. It's, uh, and, and that's why I'm not surprised that the technology companies are fighting for our children's and our generation's attention, <laughs> because Absolutely. that is so so important. Um, and you you you're doing obviously many great things, uh, Natalie. And I'm sure you had number of difficulties in your life too. It's you know it, uh, probably you know you share you show up so positive so great, but often people don't see what you have to overcome, and. What is a time, is there a moment when your care was put to the test? You know, when when was, in other words, one of the most difficult moments mm. for you?
2: Yeah, I think, well, many. <laughs> I've had many difficult moments and challenges, and that's why I have to do a lot of self-care to, to remain, not just strong as in, I'm going to go out there and be strong, you know, whatever, but I like the word effortless effort, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, when we can effort but without effort, I think that's when we start to flow with life uh, mm. and, and actually I think too going you know thinking about challenges is that if we don't go through the challenges then we don't really have the opportunity to to grow mm. uh, and I know that sounds a bit cliche but but at the at the end of the day, you can't learn life through a textbook, you've got to learn life through living it. And it's hard, and it's tough, and it's Mm. things go wrong. And and all of those sorts, you know, we are challenged. So, so I think that that's, that's really been an important part of my sort of mantra. (laughs) So when I'm in something, I'm always thinking it will pass, and I will go through this, and I'll survive and things like that. But I think, you know, one, one particular story uh, that, I, that challenged me in terms of leadership as well was when I, when I was in London before coming out to Asia, you know, I had a really strong team of people working for us. And mm-hmm. a lot of them were good friends or had become very good friends as well. And you remember that time, you know, when um, services-based businesses, well, loads and loads of businesses, but services as well, and small businesses, suddenly who are very project-based in their mm-hmm. revenue, were suddenly like gone. You know, it had gone overnight in many, many cases. I remember receiving text messages from clients saying, all oh, consultancy. Projects are cancelled as immediate effects, and, and them having to tell. Wow. Them. So, you know, suddenly you feel like the weight of, you know, you've got a lot of costs to cover, you've got people to pay, you've got a, you know, they've got families and everything else. And, you know, and you're realizing that this is going to be a really, really tough time. And then being able, I remember my husband and I sitting down and talking to each other around this and thinking, well, what are we going to do? How are we going to deal with this situation? and uh, we were working out all our costs and everything and we went in the next day and told everybody in the team of course they knew what was happening too in the broader sense and just said look we're not going to tell you what what you should do but have a think about how much pay cut you can take in order for us you know to to keep going and they all went away and actually they all came back and some of them said 50 60 70 percent pay cuts you know to help us to keep the business you know all going along and i must say you know that was a huge challenge from a leadership perspective because you have to turn up quite vulnerable um and you have to be you know this is this is where things are and but also to put the relationship with people first you know i think what is happening now in a lot of like redundancies and things that we're seeing is that people are just seeing you know just just as costs it's just like get rid of them but I think you know it's when you realize that this is people it's it's people's lives people's livelihood and even if you do have to make hard decisions which you do as a leader you know how you do that how you make those decisions and how you show up with genuine authentic care Mm. for other people during those difficulties is really really important and and you know that that so that was one sort of little story that comes to mind just in terms of one one, one of the many challenges i have faced in in um, building businesses and growing businesses
1: no thank you for sharing that in fact because it it shows right now it's a such a great time for strength and weaknesses of leadership and companies to shine and uh, also to realize what they can do better you know it's i think it's really a, a great moment but people feel it when when it comes from from a authentic uh, care and and when it's just you know cost uh exercised and and i think that's what you did is actually um great uh, you know a case and an admirable uh, really way of dealing with a situation and uh which you know allowed you to kind of make a painful decision but at the same time do it in in the right way and oh. uh I think more and more people and leaders are starting to do that, which is very encouraging uh, to see as well in in this world. I mean, looking forward, because you're kind of innovator, you're probably dreaming about many things that you want to see. How how do you see the world, you know, in terms of for a better world? What what do you imagine when you close your eyes, you know, in the next... uh, um, in a short term, mid term, and long term, what is your vision for for, for the world?
2: Oh, wow, that's a that's a that's a big big question. It's interesting, you know. Um, one of the areas I've studied in the past is around social. I'm a social psychologist by background, um, and you know, if we look at the changes that humans have gone through from a very big macro perspective and we place ourselves in this tiny moment of time in the bigger picture i think that we're in you know and this is what my vision is i suppose my hope you know mm. look at the upside the positive i love of, it when you of, say hope
1: yeah. i love to hear hope yeah <laughs> yeah
2: Well, i think that's what leaders need to give people now isn't it we need vision we need yeah. fresh hope and inspiration to help people Navigate and and see a future to paint a future to paint, to paint a new story, if you like. Um, I think what I see is that this time that we're in could be a real catalyst for our own human transformation. And if you think you know, individualism has largely ruled mm. the world for a few hundred years now, and in certain pockets of the world, a lot more. Uh, than in other than other countries and um, and we've seen both the upside the the upside the great upside to that and also Mm. the the downside to it too so there's always you know pluses and minuses on every system but I think you know if there is a a, say a new form or a new type of um, collectivism but not a collectivism of what we've known in the past Mm -hmm. but something that is more sort of community communitarianism, if you like, but not living in communes, <laughs> um, that has, has the, the sort of, ne- the individualism nests within, but it becomes more about what about me and my rights, and it's more about what about us, and what about you, and what about our, our collective rights, and not just as people, but all sentient beings and the planet, and if we can have that bigger picture um, of, of who we are nested within time and how we're evolving the bigger sense of who we are, then I think that that can give us a, a greater, grander view of what we could become and how we could help transition and transform us into that next level stage of, develop, of human development. So that's that's my hope from a sort of big philosophical point of view. That's, I, I sort of feel that, you know, all of us, as I said right at the beginning, all of us that have creativity, are creative. We have a creative spirit, soul, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it doesn't really matter. But there's something in us, some energetic impulse, put it that way. And if we can really align that to bring more purposeful work into the world and and creation into the world, outcomes into the world that really are helping the flourishing of the earth and of each other, then I think that that we would be seeing, you know, a better place to live ultimately and to reside in because this planet is our home, isn't it? And and we have to sort of see it that way. We have to take care of it. And we haven't got a lot of time on our side. Uh, So it's really... It's, it, there's a real urgency to this. I think it's not just oh, when we've got again, when we've got time, we can think about it. That's why I think we can use this whole situation to really um, act as a lever for this transformation and change that we need to see.
1: I love it. You know, Natalie, when you said about really how important is this in your hope is exactly that to um, you know, we're, we're so advancing in terms of technology as a obviously human race. But we're not advancing so much emotionally, and and I believe if we, you know, uh, first of all, really well done on what you coming up with six sides of innovation, which is towards the the human, the the spirit, the whole. and I, I love to see more of those really initiatives. So keep spreading that, making this different, because that's what we need. The world needs that. If we talk about they, if. Uh, from what I am seeing and my perspective, if we personally develop and we start thinking about how to take care of each other and, and ourselves in a better way in a better world, um, that will help us develop and advance. To start thinking as we, as then instead of I, it's a major yeah. thing. How to become uh, more giving than just, you know, being self-focused only. Um, this is a major perspective and we see more of that, you know, and because I believe if there's one thing that unites us above all, you know, religions, nations and differences is care. People respond well to care. When we start to taking care of each other and our planet, then that's when, you know, we're going to, how we are going to tackle the climate change? Because if we start thinking about that, because that's, we have probably 30, 60 years of what the scientists are pointing out, that we got to make that profound difference but also starts with our perspective of starting to be caring and giving than just receiving. So in a way, what you're doing is novel and it's so important because if we touch even one person's life positively, I believe we've lived. If we do more than one, we've made a difference, of course. So, you know, I think the change doesn't, or the the positive impact, you know, the world is a living organism. It's that people say, I want to change the world. Well, actually. Does the world need changing? If we can impact it positively. You know, it's, it's evolving, um, and uh, I just um, I'm very encouraged. And, and thank you for being a giver with what you're doing for so many years, because that makes uh, this difference. That makes really uh, the positive impact you know on people uh, in that perspective. And I'm very positive about the future in the world, especially when I see initiatives like this and um, spreading this developing ourselves more going deeper down this is what we need more of um to create that not you know to to have this um renaissance you know renaissance Mm -hmm. is when you have this multidisciplinary things coming together with no pressure with a quiet good time that's when real breakthrough can i know obviously wars were catalysts for many innovations but that was because of an absolute desperation. Uh, I'm convinced, you know, the Renaissance was because so many people came together in a very quiet and a great moment to reflect. And that's why they, so I I see also a very bright future. I see a Renaissance for the human development in that sense. And, and I'm very optimistic and positive that we will um, take care of our planet and of, of our environment. Uh, by starting with taking care of our own selves and understanding how we can care and and do that for for others and through uh, leaders like you and the innovations you come with i'm very encouraged that um you know we'll see more and more um people rising up and living the lives they want to live take mm-hmm. off their not just physical masks but their imaginary masks and uh, you know do the things that you you love doing and and, and bring passions and strengths combine passions and strengths to make a positive impact on yourself on your family take care of people to the left of you to the right of you and um uh, i'm you know i just i just very encouraged and thank you for for doing what you're doing thank you well
2: thank you <laughs>
1: uh, it's been awesome to have you uh, any final words you wanted to say you know for 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 our listeners and uh um, maybe how can we spread more the care culture? You know, oh. what can we do to to encourage others to do to take care?
2: Yeah. Um, well, I would say you know, spend some time in self-reflection and you know, look back over your life and really look for the red thread that's sort of um, been woven really through the tapestry of your life. Uh, and part of that is your skills and experiences and the, the ups and the downs of life as well. Find that because that is really important. That's like you know, when you un, unravel a, a ball of wool and you know and you pull it out, you've you, you, you come to the end of, of seeing how how that thread is there, even though it's all sort of been mixed in with other things. And I would say then you know the more you know you, the more that you tap into your strengths, your skills, your passions and motivations, and you align it with your purpose, whatever that might be right now, you know, as in how you're manifesting who you are in the world with courageous action, then you will have an impact on other people, a positive impact. You will help to elevate other people, care for other people, inspire other people. You'll be working with far more energy. Uh, for far more life and aliveness and immediacy with the with the being that you are right now to help to help us all collectively transform together in a very in a more positive way. So that's that's my hope.
1: <laughs> Amazing. I mean, we had a number of questions while we were talking, and, and I've just started to notice quite a few of them. Um, one of them is how should our others care in such a times of uncertainty? Any kind of uh, really. Um, uh, suggestions and ideas because it's so important in, in this moment.
2: Yeah, well, I think that goes back to what we were saying earlier about presence. I, I, you know, it's an interesting one because I'm a positive person, as, as you are as well, and many, many people are positive. Well, not, not, not everyone, but a lot of people are. So I think that sometimes there is, um, uh, sometimes we may want to continually spin the positive when we're positive people, because we like the positive and that energizes us. But sometimes people are really suffering and they're really struggling and they are going through a very, very dark time. And I think that if, if we can really show up and be present to people where they are, it may well be to help them to see hope or to see the positive, if what, what could be in their situation. But I think even before doing that, to just acknowledge and to listen to people and to say, I hear you, you know, no judgment. I hear you. You know, that's quite a big thing to be able to do that. It's good, it's a big thing to do for yourself sometimes, but but to do it for somebody else and not try and try to solve it or come up with a solution or spin it around into a positive or or have the silver lining. And all of that, I think that that is a real gift of care that we can give to people now. We say, how, you know, we always say, how are you doing? Oh yeah, I'm fine, yeah, you know, and we move on. But really this, how are you, really, you know? And, for, and to have that space for people to say, you know, I'm not really doing that great right now. And, to, and to just to listen to whatever their responses might be. I think there's one way that we can really be there and present for other people right now.
1: I love it. What you just said, it means so much. I mean, uh, and if there's one great gift that everyone can do right away, is exactly that. Just ask and be genuinely interested of how the other person is doing. Give them your full presence and just um, acknowledge and accept for their feelings and who they are. It's such, It means so much. It means that they can actually relieve and They have someone that's um can hear them it means so much so mm-hmm. what a great way you know thank you for all these suggestions and and giving back natalie well uh, um once again uh, if there's any if there's a number of other questions we encourage them to probably post them or or have them you know uh contact you or in on your you know uh, directly but thank you for for joining us today and uh You know, what a great way to start the day here in Europe and to end the day in in Asia. (laughs) Uh, Once again, sincerely, thank you, Natalie.
2: Thank you so much. It's been wonderful to be here.
0: Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Find out more about the Leaders Who Care across the main social media channels and help us spread the care culture in your own community, first by taking care of yourself and then of others around you. It all starts with one person, one act of kindness. What is one thing you can do today to make your environment better? Stay inspired and stay caring. See you next time.